Welcome to A Beggar Who Found Bread. I am Brad Alexander, your host and resident beggar. I found the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua. And I want to let other beggars know where I found this bread, that they may find what they are truly seeking. This episode, Eye to Eye. Shout out to Prog Rock Supergroup Asia for the title to this episode. Eye to Eye came off of Asia's sophomore effort titled Alpha. Asia was made up of members from Yes, King Crimson, and Emerson Lake and Palmer. That is, in truth, (laughs) the Prog Rock Supergroup right there. And they caught fire because they launched right about the same time as MTV burst on the scene in 1983. And their Heat of the Moment video was played almost hourly on music television. My brother was a big fan of Asia, constantly replaying Soul Survivor and Heat of the Moment ad nauseum. And that was back in a time when you couldn't just put a track on repeat and let it play over and over. No, no, no. You had to either pick the needle up and place it back down strategically between the the two songs and start it all over again. Or if you had a cassette player, you had like time that rewind just right so you could get that song. Just click now. Yep. And guess exactly where you need to stop it to restart that song. So I just want to say that shows my brother's dedication to the band. He put in the work, yo. All right. It's not about the music. It's about the message. Eye to eye. So let's see what it's all about. Adonai has really been impressing on my heart lately the importance of seeking his face. Simply seeking him. Not for any earthly, physical, or even emotional blessing, but just to draw near to him and spend time with him. And this actually does take some discipline. And I believe this also ties strongly into the idea of continuously walking with God, Hashem, which we discussed in the Walk of Life episode. And you're welcome to check that one out when you have time. But it's the moment-to-moment acknowledgement of the reality of the presence of Hashem in our lives as his children. The practice of seeking God's face with no ulterior motive, drawing near to him for the sake of being close to him and knowing him, Not for the benefit of answered prayer or blessing or healing, prosperity or whatever is on our shopping list. It's imperative to our relationship with him that we seek him in earnest just to be close to him. And sadly, this is so often minimized or ignored in Western American churchianity. So much of what is taught is just this capitalist, consumerist Christianity. And that's what rules the day. People are trying to figure out how they can fit a little bit of God into their lives. And no, we are, we are to fit all of our lives into God. It's all about him. It's not about us. And so there's this mindset of leveraging our relationship with the Lord, our God, Adonai Elohim, to get what we want. And it's just another great failing of the prosperity teachers. 
And I'm not going to rail on the prosperity movement for this entire episode. I shy away from the phrase prosperity gospel because I don't ever want to tie that kind of teaching to the actual gospel of Messiah Yeshua. They are incompatible. And, you know, I've heard prosperity teachers insist that we are to be reward minded as followers of Jesus. I will prove to you that we are to be reward minded and, and talking about being focused on the rewards of God. And they take scriptures like Hebrews eleven six way out of context. Hebrews 11, 6, and without trusting, it is impossible to be well-pleasing to God because whoever approaches him must trust that he does exist and that he becomes a rewarder to those who seek him out. They then emphatically insist, see right there, we cannot even please God if we do not seek him for his earthly rewards. We must know and trust that he rewards us. And then they go on talking about financial prosperity, possessions, perfectly well-adjusted family, divine health, and everything else that makes this life on earth comfortable and plush. This is so inconsistent with the whole of Scripture, but it's such a captivating message, and wow, it sells. If I can get all this stuff just for acknowledging that God exists and, you know, occasionally maybe going to church or now just, you know, watch one on, on the video, well, then, hey, why not? So then what are the rewards that God wants us to focus on? What are the rewards Messiah Yeshua talked about? The rewards of a right relationship with the living God through Messiah. What are those rewards? Well, we know this. Yeshua talked about treasures in heaven. He talked about rewards in heaven. Great is your reward in heaven. And yes, as the prosperity pimp preachers like to point out, and please don't get upset with me for saying it like that, because there's an actual conference called Preacher Pimps. I'm not making that up. Google it. Yeah, and all I can say to that, I guess, is at least they're being honest about who they are. In any event, they like to emphasize that Yeshua talked about money more than even heaven. And you know what? He did. They're right. Spot on. But what did he say about it, playa? Come on, people. He said you can't serve both God and money. He belittled the riches of this world and put those who seek them on blast. If you're seeking God to be your supernatural sugar daddy and some kind of genie in the bottle for you, your heart is not right, period. That's all that can be said about that. Your heart is not right with God if that's how, if, if that's how you see him and that's how you're seeking him. And you forgive me, please. I went longer on that than I intended, but... Uh, clearly, there's some personal stuff there. I really want to focus on the light of the truth regarding seeking the face of Adonai Elohim, the Lord our God. We should understand there are two Hebrew words for seeking, both of which are found in the scriptures. And actually, both are found in one passage as well. In Psalm 105, verse 4, we read this. 
Seek Adonai and his strength. Always seek his presence. Hallelujah. How awesome is that? Now, the word seek in this passage, again, we see it as seek twice in English. The definition is different for each use, though. The first seek is the Hebrew word darash, which means to inquire or carefully search something. So, inquire of Adonai or carefully search Adonai and his strength. The second use always seek his presence, is the word bakash, which means to request something desired. Always request, always desire his presence. So in this passage, what is the desired thing? It is Hashem, God's presence. That is the desire. And when scripture refers to the face of God and the presence of God, those phrases are really synonymous as to be face to face with one is to be in their presence. We seek the face of the presence of the king. Our desire is his presence. And this brings much clearer context to the often misused and abused Psalm 37 verse 4. Then you will delight yourself in Adonai and he will give you your heart's desire. See, that passage has nothing to do with getting stuff. I assure you it doesn't. Our heart's desire, what should be our heart's desire? Seeking God's face, our desire should be being in his presence. So let's look at more of the word of Adonai. Psalm 27 and verse 8. My heart said of you, seek my face. Your face, Adonai, I will seek. Again, Psalm 105 and verse 4, seek Adonai and his strength, always seek his presence. Psalm 24 verses 5 and 6, they will receive a blessing from Adonai and justice from God who saves them. Such is the character of those who seek him of Jacob, who seeks your face. In Jeremiah 29, we read, When you call to me and pray to me, I will listen to you. When you seek me, you will find me, provided you seek me wholeheartedly, and I will let you find me, says Adonai. Seeking the face of Adonai for the sake of seeking his face, being in his presence. How amazing that we have that opportunity and blessing to be in the very presence of the living God. What a blessing in and of itself, regardless of anything else. And we see in some of these passages and and others that are in the scripture that there are benefits and blessings to seeking his face. There are additional things. There's no denying it. There are additional blessings. Yes, there can be blessings more personal benefit to seeking his face. But that should not be our motivation at all. The desire of our hearts should be his presence, his face. Whatever is beyond that, that's bonus. 
when you seek me, you will find me, provided you seek me wholeheartedly. Seeking him, wholeheartedly seeking to be in his presence. That's it. And I do, I, I further interpret this as if we seek the blessing and not the blesser, or if we seek the gifts and not the giver, we will not find him. As the brother of King Messiah Yeshua, James wrote, you desire things and don't have them. You kill and you are jealous and you still can't get them. So you fight and quarrel. The reason you don't have is that you don't pray or you pray and don't receive because you pray with the wrong motive, that of wanting to indulge your own desires. Our selfish desires are not God's desires. In the Song of Solomon, uh, chapter 7, verse 10, it says, I am my beloved's. And his desire is for me. Can you fathom that? That the king of the universe, the creator of everything, our very own individual creator, he created us individually and his desire is for me? His desire is for you. How amazing is that? His desire, our desire should be to simply want to be in his face, in his presence. God's desire is for his people. His people's desire should be simply for him to pursue him with all that we have. To relate, to fellowship, and to lavish his love on us. His desire is for us. He wants us to simply desire his presence, him in our lives. Yeshua said in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33, So don't be anxious asking, what will we eat? What will we drink? Or how will we be clothed? For it is the pagans who set their hearts on all these things. Your heavenly father knows you need them all. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. God knows our needs before we ever ask him. He wants us to seek him. To seek him first. Just to seek, to desire, to be in his presence, to be a part of his kingdom. And again, in this passage, we see that there are benefits, the provision of Adonai for all of our needs, but the desire must be for him and him alone. And I am not saying that God doesn't want us to offer our petitions and our prayer requests to him. I certainly believe he does, and scripture bears that out. It builds and it extends our faith when we offer those things up to him when we do so. He does want us to cry out to him. We are his children. He is our good father. Our relationship with him should just not be a transactional one. Hi, God. It's me. 
Um, so here's my plan for today and here's my list. So I'd appreciate it if you handle all this stuff for me and, you know, time is of the essence. So if you could do it quickly, I appreciate it. In your name, amen. There have been times in my life when I have been quite distressed. And a couple examples, our house burned um, about nine years ago or so. And our house burned. Uh, that was quite a distressing time. And there was a time just a couple of years back where our oldest son was hanging between life and death in the ICU for almost a month. And when I finally got out of my own way, when I exhausted <laughs> My my requests to God through these times, all I could do was draw near to him and just to seek his face, just desired to be in his presence, to be close to him and not even know what I what more I could ask, but just to draw near to him. And it was then it was in those moments that I found peace, that peace that passes all understanding and not because I knew a bunch of scriptures to quote and to remind God of his word, but when I simply drew near to him earnestly just to behold him for who he is. And that was when I knew I, I had nothing to fear. And that didn't mean that I knew the outcome of everything, that everything was going to go exactly the way I wanted it out of either, either of those situations. But the peace and the lack of fear came from knowing that the living God is trustworthy, no matter what the outcome. He is good. And people usually say, God is good. And then there's the, the call back all the time. But that's usually said when someone's announcing a blessing or, or, you know, giving praise for something good that's happened in their lives. It's when they get something they wanted or things turned out the way that they expected. And then they'll say it. God is good all the time. We need to remember, even when it doesn't go according to what we want, when the healing doesn't come, when the money doesn't arrive, God is good. He is good all the time. In good times and bad times, God is good. He is faithful. He is amazing. And just knowing and loving and trusting him. And, and fortunately, you know, in those two times I just described, those were two very high stress moments, as I mentioned. But more and more, I'm seeking to just have that time with him. Not needing it to be moments of great distress, but just trying to make it daily. Just time with him, time just spent seeking his face, just seeking to be in his presence. And there are so many, you know, the, the whole word of faith movement and everything. I mean, so many people who can quote scriptures and God's promises for, you know, the seeming purpose of trying to hold God accountable to his word, like, like instructing, insisting, and demanding he do certain things, fulfilling our desires. And yes, I believe that there is power in praying God's word. No doubt. There is no doubt of that. But I believe we had better tread lightly and check ourselves when attempting to command him or behaving like a petulant child holding our breath till he does what we interpret his word to mean in our specific situation. It should apply this way to me right here and right now, and I'm not moving till you do something about it. 
We know that Hashem is able to save. He is able to heal. He is able to bless, to prosper, to make ways where there seems there is no way, and so on. But we had better humble ourselves and be mindful. He is God. He is sovereign. And while, yes, he is able to do all those things, as Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, commonly Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as they stated, but if not, we know he's able to save, but if not, we will bow to no other. If God does not do what I know he is able to do on my behalf or as I expect it to happen, he is still God and I will not serve another and I will bow before him in worship and praise. Seek him while he may be found. There is another facet. Um, there's probably very many, but another facet to seeking the face of Adonai Elohim, the Lord our God. Second Chronicles 7.14. This is a very well-known passage. Then, if my people who bear my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their evil ways, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. In this portion, in that passage, we read, His people are to seek his face and turn from our evil ways. We are his people in Messiah Yeshua. If we sin, we turn away from him. Deuteronomy 31 verses 16 through 18. Now, this is just as Moshe, Moses, is about to die, okay? Deuteronomy 31, starting at verse 16. Adonai said to Moshe, you are about to sleep with your ancestors, but this people will get up and offer themselves as prostitutes to the foreign gods of the land where they are going. When they are with those gods, they will abandon me and break my covenant, which I have made with them. Then my anger will flare up and I will abandon them and hide my face from them. They will be devoured and many calamities and troubles will come upon them. Then they will ask, haven't these calamities come upon us because our God isn't here with us? But I will, have be, I will be hiding my face from them because of all the evil they will have done in turning to other gods. When one sins, he or she turns away from God. And we see here, as well as in other places in Scripture, if we sin and turn away from God's ways, he can and will hide his face from us. As we read, we read in Second Chronicles, we're, we are to seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. From James chapter 4, we see starting at verse 8, Come close to God, and he will come close to you. 
Clean your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded people. Wail, mourn, sob. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. We see in this passage a beautiful picture of repentance. Come close to God, and he will come close to you. The, the, the weeping, the wailing, the mourning, the sobbing that he's talking about, that's an acknowledgement that we have disobeyed the living God. We have disobeyed our creator and we want to return to him. He is holy, right, and just. And if we have sinned, we need to acknowledge that before him. We need to be brokenhearted because we have disobeyed the word of Adonai. And we humble ourselves before him and he will lift us up. It's a beautiful picture. So you see, when we turn from him in disobedience, he hides his face. But when we teshuva, that's the Hebrew word, repent, which is to return to him. He will turn his face back towards us as we turn from our wicked ways. Cleanse your hands and purify your hearts in the living water that we find in Yeshua. Too often, I find my prayers and study time to be seemingly transactional. I'm seeking specific knowledge or I'm desiring to understand better a certain topic for myself or for teaching others. Or my prayers are informing God of my needs, my plans, my desires for myself and for other people in my life. And none of those things are bad in and of themselves. But what is best is when we seek God's face out of a desire simply to be close to him, the living God. We have this access because of the atoning sacrifice of Messiah Yeshua. We can be rightly related and reconciled to that right relationship with the creator, Adonai Elohim, because of the offering of the Lamb of God, Messiah Yeshua, on our behalf. Hallelujah. I pray that you will seek his face. Take time to seek his face for no other reason than to simply bask in his presence, to be with him, to know him, and to be known of him. Begin with a time just praising and worshiping him for who he is. And then as you do that, take that time and do, do it in private. Just take time to praise him, to worship him, and then just draw near to him with no other motivation, just the desire to seek his face. It is he who made us and not another. Lay aside every distraction and draw near to him. He will draw near to you. And in his presence is fullness of joy. There is completion. There is contentment. There is peace. There is rest in his presence. When we are in his presence in that way, 
it is it is a closer it's it, it's a picture really it's closer to what his kingdom is going to be his soon coming kingdom when messiah returns i hope that this has blessed you i, I really i appreciate your time and i and i hope that you do take what I have given and, and apply it in your life just to have that time with him because it makes us more effective witnesses to the people around us when we just spend time with him, when we just spend time seeking his face and his presence because people will know that we have been with him. We will walk in the love, mercy, grace, forgiveness, and justice of the living God when we spend time with him. I'm going to leave you with a prayer. I hereby join myself to the master, Yeshua the Messiah, the righteous one, who is the bread of life and the true light, the source of eternal salvation for all those who hear him. Like a branch that remains in a vine, so may I remain in him, just as he also remains in the Father, and the Father in him, in order that they may remain in us. May the grace of the Master Yeshua, the Messiah, May the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abound to us. Hallelujah and Amen. There is a lost and starving world desperate for the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua. For those who have found this bread and know him, we must let others know where we found it. So let's go out and give him heaven. Shalom.